What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast. And today we have something super special for you because we're getting a little bit out of the box and maybe a little in the box today with us on the show. We have a very special guest, Daniela Shapovich. Shapovich. There we go. I tried so hard. And here we are. She is an esteemed feng shui and space healing master with over 20 years of experience as the founder and CEO of Unfolding Space and the Space Healing Method in her school of spiritual design. She teaches aspiring practitioners to tap into their intuitive abilities and create balanced spaces. Guys, we're so lucky to have her here. And this is going to rock your world a little bit out of the box today, but you need it and you need to hear about this. Let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Daniela, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so excited to have you here. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We are going to have some fun. And I'm sure some of our guests at this uh, juncture are thinking to themselves, why in the world did you bring somebody on the show to talk about feng shui. And I think it's super important. Uh, and I feel like it's an element that has affected my world and my life. And I wanted to share it with you guys, the get the audience. And I wanted to have somebody as an expert that could come on and talk with us a little bit about the importance of it and the value of it. But as our guests or as our audience know, I love to start with backstory. So I want to start with how you got into this and how you ended up in this point. So let's start from where you feel like is the beginning. And let's start to jump through this and, and learn about your journey to get to this point. Oh, yes. So thank you so much. So um, this journey started for me when I was 23 years old. I just uh, finished my um, degree in economics at the University of Applied Sciences in Munich. And I was totally clear that my career is in marketing. This is like I worked my whole life. That's what I felt for, for this career. And then um, I got married in the meantime. We had our first son when I was 24. And then um, I couldn't find a job. I was like, oh, my God, I was working my whole life to get this, you know, to get this into this career. And back then it felt like nobody wants me because i'm a mom i'm young i'm married so um today i understand i i call destiny the masters of life so it's easier for me to relate to them so today I say the masters of life did not see me in this career so they like pulled all the resources not to give me the job but they brought me across an article where um, the author was talking about clutter clearing and how clutter clearing in your space can change your life. So we're talking about a year 2003. And I remember reading it. I was like, no way. Like, no way is create a, doing something in my space 
is going to change my life. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't bring those two things together because I mean, I'm marketing and only hard work and what you do, that's, that's what you get. Otherwise, you know, there is nothing else behind it. And since things didn't get better, I told my husband, well, let's try this weird thing. Let's just try to cut a clear our apartment. We did. And two things happened, which really moved the needle. The first thing was that we got a government payment we were expecting for a half a year. Um, and it came through on Monday. So weekend we were clearing. On Monday came the payment. And on Tuesday, we got a yes to a very nice apartment in a beautiful part of the city. And we could move. And I was like, okay, something is happening here. And this is where the path started. Um, I started reading books. I started taking classes. And I think within a few months, I told my husband, listen, I want to learn this. I'm, I'm not going to look for another job. I want to become a feng shui consultant. And he's like, well, I mean, would you consider, you know, I was like, no, 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 no. So uh, with 26, I started this career and um, I was building it. I was building my family. We were building our family. So we have four children. We are both, uh, we are both entrepreneurs. And uh, I'm so happy that and grateful that the masses of life said like, this is not the way for you. This is the way because now I really feel that I'm doing something meaningful and something out of the box, um, a very special career. And at the same time, I have the background, economic business background, so I can connect this very spiritual work with really down to earth me um, methods. So it's a very special mixture uh, of knowledge. Yes, I love that. You know, there's, there's a lot behind feng shui and and the process that goes into it i mean it's it's ages and ages old and i remember when one of my mentors first brought it to me and started talking to me about utilizing the benefits of it and i didn't believe very much i was a a skeptic to, to say the least. So I'm guessing there might be some skeptics out there, some data-driven, you know, like you said, you came from the business space and the marketing space. There might be some data-driven, you know, numbers type people out there that are thinking, okay, come on. Uh, how, how can you prove that to me? Right? So let's address that straight away. Oh, I'd love to. So uh, I'm I'm having my school, as you mentioned, and um, very often my students are asking me, just like, oh, I talk about feng shui, and then people tell me just what you now said, like, who's believing in this, there's a proof, can you prove it? And I always tell them, just ask, I mean, feng shui is 5,000 years old. If something doesn't work, can it survive 5,000 years? <laughs> Usually not. So yeah i mean this is one way to address it but the other way is also to say just uh google if you want to google um who is using feng shui in the business world you will be amazed right you will be amazed the top people in the business world all over the world i'm not talking only about asia i'm talking about all over the world are implementing feng shui in their uh in their businesses so my question is what are we waiting for right right yeah that makes a lot of sense you know 
I guess with anything, uh, there are lots of different styles. You know, if you look at martial arts, there's a lot of different styles of martial arts. Is that the same with, with feng shui? Is there a lot of different styles or, or methods or versions of it? Or is it like, this is the way and everybody should be doing it that way? Oh, you have different schools and uh, it went through uh, evolution. So you have different perspectives, you have different schools. And also a question is, which I get asked very often, like, okay, you uh, say this is like, this is the way you do it, but I read or another feng shui teacher told me this way is the right way. So which one is the right way? Both are right. They are just different approaches. This is because of its complexity. Um, for me, I think it's just important uh, for my for my clients and my students, or even for the listeners, just see what way. Don't compare the different ways and solutions. Just feel the way which is uh, which com which is compelling to you the most, and then just walk this path. Don't start hopping from one to the other because you will get confused, and this is yeah, it's a pity. So just choose one path, stick to it, take it step by step field what you have done and then take the next step. Right. I feel like you just described, uh, you know, how, how a marketing journey should go, you know, don't stop hopping around from all these different marketers <laughs> to not just pick one, make it work because right. it, it's, it's probably going to, you just have mm -hmm. to actually do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Well, cool. Let's, let's chat a little bit about, uh, there might be some listeners on right now that, um, you know, we've said feng shui uh, a bunch of times now it's on the description. They're here and they're still wondering what the heck is it? What, what is it that we're talking about? Let's, let's dig into that. Like, let's get in. Cause I know a little bit about it. I've done some of it and, uh, and experienced it, but Give us the overview. What is it about and what should I be expecting if I were going to have you do something for me? Okay, so I'll give you the explanation which I find for myself um, the most logical one. So feng shui is a philosophy of life. It's not the art how to furnish a home or office. It goes way beyond it. Um, and um, the most important piece in feng shui is the flow of the life force energy also known as qi so qi is bringing vitality it's bringing health in the business it's bringing clients it's uh, bringing money it, it's like it's always the the art of bringing the qi into the space which means into the business into the life uh, and letting it flow through the whole space which is like the body like our body we also in the chinese medicine in our bodies it's also about the qi flow so when you go to acupuncture if there is a blockage they will do an acupuncture so the qi in your body is flowing and this is what feng shui is doing in the space so the same thing we want to have a harmonious flow of qi which is bringing in abundance and wealth into our lives so and you know, this is the most important piece where where we need to look at when we start implementing into our life. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about is there is there something that these entrepreneurs can do straight away to kind of go, okay, let me check this out. 
because you're saying it. I may have heard it. I may have seen it on Google, like you said, and I don't believe you. So what can I, can I, is there something I can try to kind of get a little bit of like, maybe I can, I can, I can find a little bit of belief, right? Okay. I loved it. I love this question. Okay. So if you, one of the um, things we say in Feng Shui is what you see is what you get. Okay. okay. So if you take a look around in your home, in your office, and think about it. Okay, what you see is what you get. What do I see right now in my space? And how is my life going? How is my business going? Do I want to see abundance in my life? And I'm surrounded by things which are showing me every day another way, another thing, maybe not so much abundance, right? So just relate to this what you see is what you get. It's just a little tiny piece, but I always think that the best way to experience Feng Shui and how it works is through such little changes and shifts in the perspective. And the moment you have an aha moment, because you know you see maybe a painting and the painting is showing something like you cannot rela relate to it anymore, but you could relate to it two years ago. But who were you two years ago and who are you now? So is it time for this painting to go? So with what you see is what you get and check your home, check your space, um, your office, and then see um, how, like how uh, aligned are those two energies. I see. So when you say relate and how you relate to that, what does that, what does that mean exactly? Okay, so years ago, I had a client, she called me, she's like, I am working so much, and I know I should have more abundance, but somehow, I feel trapped, like, uh, how is it said in English, when you have a rat, and it's running in the wheel, like the, you know, a hamster wheel, hamster wheel, yeah, take that right, oh, you have the same word in German, okay, so the hamster wheel, and I came to her, in, to her office, when I entered, there was a painting, real like I I I sometimes I think, oh, you should have taken a picture, but there was a painting with a hamster wheel in her view. Like what you see is what you get. And every single day she's looking at this at this uh painting and she didn't even see it. Because we we get blind for our surround because they're so common. We see it every day and it's not conscious anymore. But the subconscious real subconscious sees so much more um and then i pointed this out to her she's like oh my god i cannot believe i didn't see it okay so and it can be i was even developing um i was working with the future self-concept in your personal development and then i was thinking well feng shui is also about future selfing yourself through your space. So if you think about who do you want to be in your business in I don't know, five years, um, and is your home, how can you create your, your office uh, to be in the energy you want to feel in five years, but you could do it right now, which means every time when you sit at your desk, you don't have to do affirmations. You don't have to think about the vision board. 
because your desk or your office holds the energy of your future self. And this is also feng shui in a very modern way and still connected to the very roots of the ancient feng shui. I just took out all the confusion and um, little pieces and bits and it's all nice, but it's not going to move the needle so much uh, as this concept I just shared with you. Right. I love that. So what is the balance between or is there a balance between clutter and it being okay right when you have um a lot of things on your desk so you know, you know uh somebody recently asked me is uh do i have to be minimalist do you have to be a minimalist to practice feng shui no no, I mean, I'm, I'm a mother to four children, four boys in the ages between seven and 23. <laughs> we don't live a minimalist life. <laughs> like, there's no way, you know. So because, you know, this piece can also be very stressful if you always think, oh, I have too many things. So, of course, energy cannot flow. And then their attention goes, the energy flows, right? You can also, like, you know, create a problem. There, There is no problem. So... Right. Uh, just be aware and even sometimes your desk needs to be messy because you're working on a couple of different projects. Don't stress it. But every now and then when you're done with the project, clean it, cleanse it, do a closing ritual, and then you start with fresh energy. So this is how I love to work with, with it because um, the last thing we want and which is the biggest clutter in our lives, Michael, is not even the physical clutter, is the mental clutter. Right. And this is what we forget to release. So sometimes I have clients, they have this perfect office, perfect home, and they're like, it's still not flowing. And then when we talk, they have they carry so much things in their heads. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> we need to do clutter clearing, but on a different level here. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I remember, and I don't know if this is, still accurate or if i may be misinterpreted but i had a mentor come into a house that i was living in and they looked around and they were like oh this is the the, the structure in this room is bad and we need to counter it somehow and do stuff like that like tell me about that concept and that idea i mean is that off base is it accurate is it is there just some structure and and architecture that that just starts bad before you even get moving mm -hmm. yes um so it brings us back to the to the chi flow um so the since chi if you imagine like let's just talk about abundance so chi brings in abundance and you want to keep the abundance in your space so if your uh, home is laid out or your office so you enter the space and you see the backyard because there is this huge there's this huge windows in the back of your home the abundance the cheek comes in and it flows right out okay so with feng shui it's like okay you can put a fountain in a corner but the chi is flowing out so fast it won't even notice the fountain so the fountain cannot really work so we first need to take care of the cheese. So to maybe place some plants 
at the back of the like in front of those windows so the plants they have this power to um to bring the chi back into the space so it stops this door window line so we keep the chi in the space and then when we activate the fountain it can have this power of of creating more flow in your space i love that and so there must be just so many different iterations uh and and challenges and so the work that you've done is to learn the fundamental principles of of what these things might be so that you can look at a different space or a different uh person and how they interact with their space and and their own mind uh, so there just must be this incredible amount of principle and and fundamental components that you have to gain in order to be able to look at somebody's uh space and and be able to help design that yeah yeah a lot of uh, i always tell my students you can learn like feng shui to a certain point in theory but from there you need to go out and do as many consultations which you can because so is feng shui your feng shui becomes your master it teaches you the principles because you need to take a closer look. You need to dive deeper. You need to sit and meditate and see, okay, I have never learned, I have never learned this, this layout of the home and this combination. So what is it, right? So you need to really connect to the consciousness and then to have this, I always call them downloads, like, oh, this is, oh, okay, this is, this is it. So <laughs> then you have the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are now, I'm in Utah, and I think, remind me where you said you were, where you were at now in your journey? You're um, in, in Belgrade. Belgrade, in that's right, Belgrade. Yeah. So we're on opposite ends of the world, different cultures, different decor, different uh, design and interior design, exterior design. How much does the the culture that you're in and the and the typical paradigm of what design is in the area how does that affect your space like should you be concerned with that or is it literally just what is it about what i want or is it about what is around me is it about what what what's the real root of it um so feng shui is invisible uh, it's not tied to any kind of decor, any kind of certain things. It's it's very often my clients, they, especially in the business area, they ask me, oh, how, like, are my clients and my staff, are, is, are they going to see the bin there? Do I have to place some items somewhere in my home or in my office, which are not like in my design? And no, you don't. You don't have to. It's, uh, feng shui is not tied to any culture it's a it's a taoistic culture which is which means it's a philosophy of life and it's not tied to any religion it's not tied to any cultural decor or style so you can uh, design like everything with feng shui it's just the mind the knowing of um the placement of the furniture um well michael i could also say feng shui is energy expressed through design and furnished furniture love that this is how yeah. we express it because you have to have a tool only energy is nice you can do it to a certain point but then you always need to hold the energy of the consciousness 
And so when you have a, a certain picture painting or, or how you furnish your home, it anchors the energy in. So you don't have to constantly think about it. Right. Right. So if somebody had feng shui done on their home and they didn't know it, would it still help them? Or do they have to know what was being done? And and like you said, if, if you know about it and you see it and you're acknowledging it, like, does it have to be acknowledged by the person or is it something that can be done without the person's knowledge? Uh, and, and it's, it works regardless. Um, it does work definitely, but the moment the person ties the intention to the feng shui, it accelerates I because, see. you know, where attention goes, energy flows. And if I place, let's say with a fountain, I place the fountain and the client says, well, I have no idea what she did. It's, I don't know. It's just water fountain. It, you know, it can work to a certain extent, but that, that if uh, the client connects flow of abundance with the flow of water, it activates the, the fountain and it has a like much stronger impact on their life. I see. Makes makes a lot of sense. I love this. And I feel like there's so many practicalities of it from having it in your home space to have it in, in your workspace. What's the impact that you've seen on, on doing that in your workspace uh, in addition to your home? Mm -hmm. So I always say when we are entrepreneurs, we should take care of the home as well as the workspace because you know, both are impacting our lives. So in the workspace, it's really interesting um, because it, when an entrepreneur, so talking about uh, out of my experience with my clients, um, very often when they ask me for a consultation, they came to a certain point in their uh, development, in their business development. And they feel there must be more, but somehow I, I don't know what it is. I just can't cross this this threshold. And I remember with one entrepreneur, he his he was seated sitting in his uh, office with his desk turned so he can take a look at the beautiful view. But he had all his his whole team, his whole company was in his back, and he wasn't really connecting to him to them. So I turned him around, and then I always tell this story because two or three weeks later he called me. He's like, "What did you do?" Because things are like crazy in the company uh people are quitting and this is happening it's like okay let's take a look what is happening there so what happened is that he really saw what was going on because you know when you turn your you don't see and then he he was really looking at and he saw things which were not running smoothly and then well some people went new people came there was a restructuring and from that point on, his business took the leap and uh, it was in the real estate in the industry. And he started to do really, really big developments, which were not um, there before we did the consultation. So it's the, the business piece, of course. And then we had this puzzle of tuning the space to support his vision. I love that. I feel like there's just so much, I mean, obviously our show is called business choreography, uh, but I feel like there's so much choreography in the feng shui that you're doing because you're, you're taking all the pieces and you're figuring out how to, how to bring them together. And then you're 
adjusting and you're adapting and you're and you're continuing to fix it so that it it can optimize to be the best that it can be and i i appreciate that so much uh do you feel like that's that's an accurate statement oh absolutely absolutely i mean um through the connection with the business piece to uh my my degree and then the feng shui piece i can really see sometimes people are having such great visions and great marketing and the energy of the marketing and the messaging everything is there and then they come like they completely forgot to take then it, the, their office is with them like it's still the old things in the offices it's still the old vision it's still it's like oh let's upgrade you upgraded your business and your marketing let's upgrade your office let's you know make it even you're like oh yeah, yeah. okay so definitely I love, yeah love that how can people work with you i mean if they're listening to this right now and they're thinking gosh you know what it's time you're you're right i need to look at this and I need to apply this. How can I work with you? You're in Belgrade. Like I, I live in Utah. Okay. So tell us about the process. What, <laughs> what's the process look like? And, and if we wanted to reach out and, and get in touch, how do we do that? And what happens next? Okay. So, uh, I've developed a process, how to, um, do feng shui consultations remotely. Um, and it's really, um, it's very close. Uh, we need some information. We have few conversations so that I get the feeling where, like what's going on, where, where, the people, where do the people need support? And then we work the process. And a feng shui consultation is not just, okay, here's your presentation and then look what's happening. The feng shui consultation is, here is what I recommend you to do. And now let's stay connected while you are implementing everything what I recommended to you to see if something happened, like with my client, where, where things first get a little bit crazy, that we can work through this transition, right? So that you can level up. So it's a process and it depends just from the size of the consultation, how long it takes. But I always walk, uh, walk uh, with my clients through the whole process until they say, okay, I'm fine. And then, um, yeah, they can go ahead. I love that. Where can people find you and connect with you? Okay, so uh, best way is Instagram. That's my happy place, unfolding space, E-N for English. Without the E-N, you will just see my English, uh, my German speaking website, which is fine. And then um, also my website, um, unfoldingspace.com backslash E-N. Um, this is the ways how you can connect and find me. I love that. Guys, go check it out. This is powerful stuff. And uh, I know I've had some great experiences with it on my journey. And uh, and you definitely want to reach out and talk to Daniela and see what she can do for you and your business. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because when it comes to choreography, you have to, you have to take care of everything. And, you know, I relate it back to, to my days with my professional dancers. You know, it was everything from the shoes they wore, the costumes they wore, how they did their hair, all the way into the choreography and the steps they did and the things they didn't do. You have to take care of the whole system. It's not just the marketing. It's not just the sales. It's not the operations. It's everything, your space and the energy around you. So 
take this opportunity to do something that might not have been on your radar and reach out to Daniela and see how she can help you because this is some cool stuff and you can't afford in your uh, in your journey to to have your empire, whatever size that is, you can't afford not to uh, turn over every stone along the way. So I appreciate it. Daniela, can you leave us with some last words of wisdom before we head out? Mm, yeah, I always love to say no matter how complicated it may seem, just pick the most, like the easiest step you can take right now. And even if you just turn around, I don't know, one thing or let go of one book you don't need anymore, you have started the process and this is how you will gain momentum. I love that. I love that. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. Daniela, thank you so much for being on the show and, and sharing with us your journey and your wisdom. All of you guys out there listening, don't forget, keep working on choreographing your business. We'll see you guys next time on the next episode. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.